You're with Jazz88, and we are joined by Jeremy Pelt and Corey Weeds. Jeremy Pelt is a celebrated trumpeter as well as an in-demand producer and clinician. His latest release as a leader is Soundtrack, which we featured prominently on Jazz 88 last year. We're also connected with Corey Weeds, a saxophonist out of Vancouver, who's recorded and performed with many big names in the world. And in addition to a prolific career as a musician, Corey is well known as the leader of the Cellar Music Group, where he's built up a reputation as a tireless promoter of jazz music. Today we are talking about black leadership and the importance of featuring black leaders in the jazz space. And I was inspired to uh, connect with these two individuals who are really big names because because of their work in this effort uh, that I read about on Jason Marshall's new release, New Beginnings, for which uh, the executive producer is Mr. Corey Weeds and the producer is Jeremy Pelt. First off, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining Jazz 88 today. Thank my you. pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, now, my first question is just generally about how did this initiative come about? And when I say initiative, one thing I note is that in the liner notes, uh, Jeremy, you mentioned that uh, you are presenting the fifth release led by a black artist produced for the Seller Music Group. And I've been following Seller for a number of years, and this is something I've started to see. So I'm curious, uh, Jeremy, how did this initiative come about? And then we'll also ask Corey how it came about. Well, I mean, I think it's one and the same. I think it's probably a better question for Corey. Um, in terms of how it uh, came about, but uh, from what I understand from our discussions, uh, Corey had uh, interest uh, from uh, donors in in uh, his neck of the woods in Vancouver that wanted to, uh, you know, try to figure out a way to, to in essence, meld uh, the output of music and, and feature black artists in a time when uh, you know the 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 upheaval that was happening uh, in the states was was getting a lot of traction. Um, the events that happened after George uh, Floyd in May of uh, 2020, and um, you know part of the idea behind it was also uh, separate from you know having black artists uh, lead the date was also to to donate some of the proceeds to uh, various organizations. Um, that, that were organizations like NAACP and Black Lives Matters and whatnot. And Corey, is that uh, similar to sort of your memory of how this initiative came about? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've gotten to know Jeremy over the years, first of all, just of a, as a fan of his music and, and, and then presenting him here in Vancouver with various different groups as a leader, as a sideman, and... You know, when the George Floyd thing happened, to get a little more specific, I guess, is that, you know, we were, everybody was blacking out their Instagram screens, um, you know, for a day. And I don't know, that just felt, I did it because everybody else was doing it, <clears throat> but it, it felt, it, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't feel right. I don't know, I'm not sure if that's the, the, the right description, but it just felt I just felt like I was doing it because everybody else was doing it. And then, oh, tomorrow we'll just go back to, you know, we'll just go back to normal. And, and, and that's the end of that. And I, I realized that this issue, um, you know, deserved so much more than a blacking out of an Instagram screen. And I thought that maybe I was in a position to do something a little more. And when I looked at, at many of the artists that have recorded for me on the label, you know, there was just a, a lot of white artists that I had recorded. And so I called Jeremy and and uh, said, look, I have some questions for you that may come across as 
you know, silly, but if you'd have patience with me and answer them, I would appreciate it because I've got this idea. And of course, Jeremy was very patient with me. And as it turns out, I don't think any of my questions were, uh, were too terrible. And, um, you know, <laughs> and we, we came up with this concept where Jeremy would essentially handle, um, you know, in, in many cases, the A&R, but would handle the production of these records and the label would put them out. And now, of course, Jeremy and I talk about, uh, Jeremy makes a suggestion and, and, and we talk about it and, and I make a suggestion and we talk about it. And I think originally, Jeremy is correct, we were making a donation uh, to a... Um, to uh, an organization of the artist choice we got away from that for various different reasons um and wanted to get more of that money into the hands of the artists and offer some some touring opportunities uh some performance opportunities and so it, it was just a way for the label to and we didn't want to differentiate the series for obvious reasons if that's not what this was about it was just about making sure that we were um that we were recording black artists and I couldn't think of a better guy to, to work with than Jeremy. And it's been a really cool thing. When I sit back and look at the label as a whole, I'm the most proud of the work that Jeremy and I've done on this series. Well, I, I got to say on the musical side, it's incredible. Jason Marshall's album, New Beginnings is something we just featured recently uh, with a deep dive on our new jazz show. And I'm really impressed uh, with the material. And I'm, it's, it's really exciting to hear folks talk about what, at least in my mind, can sometimes be an elephant in the room, which is how white some modern jazz spaces has become, it, which is not really at least in, in my mind, um, accurate to where this music has started. It certainly belongs everywhere on planet Earth, but there's many times where you're seeing um, labels that are you know, almost exclusively putting out uh, white artists or perhaps venues that primarily carry white artists when there's a, a bevy of options to make uh, the offerings more diverse. I'll put this next question uh, to both of you. What's the importance of featuring black leaders in jazz music? What is important about that mission? I mean, you know, I mean, you, you asked that, you, you posed that question, uh, I think, a, a bit earlier, too, or maybe before uh, we uh, went on air. Um, and it, it, it was kind of strange to me because not that it's, it's uh, me, it, it, it shouldn't. I mean, it just rings kind of weird to me because it, it it doesn't it doesn't somehow in my in my head present itself in a in a in a problematic way that it shouldn't be that shouldn't be black leadership, right? You know what I mean? In the music that we started, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> but but to your put to your point though, it is important because of the reasons that you were noting before where you, you said you noticed that a lot of labels and and a lot of uh, or you know presenters or whatnot seem to be uh, leaning more on the white side and there's a lot more of a uh, uh, white uh, leaders out there uh, leading gigs in, in spaces and so I think that uh, it is important to, to show that uh, so representation as it always is um, and, but it's more so uh, because sometimes people might think that 
in a strange way that that, that black artists have abandoned the music mm. or or sometimes it might not be up into the perception of what somebody might think jazz is supposed to be you know what i mean so it's important to show all facets of of, of leadership of this music and where it's going and and, and where it's come from I, yeah i i i mean if i can add to that you know one there's many think great things that have come out of this but i realized that so if you know me you know my um love of bebop and maybe more specifically hard bop um and so i have gravitated towards musicians that play that music and um for reasons that would probably require more more time than we have today to discuss as to why I found that most of the people that are playing the kind of music that I love are are white. And what ended up happening through this is that it's expanded my um, my musical palette, if you will, in terms of the music that we put out. Like, for example, uh, Billy Drummond, who I love and respect, but his music is, doesn't necessarily fall in, you know, what I'm super passionate about. Um, and again, I want to be very clear that I love that record and I love Billy and the music is incredible. Um, we have a, another record coming out by a, a young gentleman named Jalen Baker. Same kind of thing. The music doesn't fall in the in the Corey Weeds, you know, hard bop uh, kind of thing that I love so much and I've championed uh, so much. And so it's really sort of opened up my my ears and 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 my musical palette has gotten a lot bigger and obviously we're still recording music that's in that like you know jason marshall is a very straight ahead date and and the anthony wansey date is a, a straight ahead date the bruce harris uh record is a straight ahead date but it's it's you know it's uh, and i think that's why when i look at the late the catalog of seller music it's because i'm recording that the young people that i'm recording I'm recording kind of more bop and more hard bop stuff. And again, for reasons that I'm not totally sure about, most of the people that are doing that are white. And I wanted to get away from that and open up my ears. And Jeremy really helped me do that. And I'm, I'm, it's fantastic. These are these are wonderful answers. And it's it's a wonderful thing to, to be hearing about this. Um, and I, I really, I want to show my cards and say that I believe in this initiative, and I believe that it, it, it's worthy of, of understanding. Um, and I just I want to make sure that it's it's that it's known. <laughs> I want to be clear that I'm on the side of going. I think black leadership is very important uh, to to really uh, not not just preserving this music, advancing this music, celebrating this music. And one question I have, um, I, I I know that we might have a full conversation about why a lot of uh, maybe the artists that are recording hard bop or playing hard bop that you're aware of, Corey, are white. Um, th that, that might be a larger discussion. I want to posit one idea. Is that because at times there can be um, a, a, a likelihood for, for white artists to try to treat this music as a history piece and something that doesn't speak to modern times, but something that just goes back to some foregone heyday of of blue note in 1959 and that's where it really was and, and we're gonna go play exactly those charts and that sound and that maybe that that desire to make jazz a history piece is more common amongst white musicians than it is common uh, amongst black musicians 
I could be wrong. I'm just asking that question. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I mean, look, you know, I grew up. I th- it's, it's a generational thing more mm-hmm. than anything. It's, it's, it's generational. Yeah. I would, I would actually offer that it's more generational than racial. Sure. <laughs> You know, I mean, because you're talking to a product, you're talking to two products of that. I mean, me and Corey are virtually the same age. You know, Corey's a little bit older, so he's going to, you know, get his AARP card soon. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the point is, you know, we grew up in that in in that that generation where there was accessibility to the masters that were still here. Mm. You know what I mean? And and so. I, and I can talk for me, one of the expectations, a lot of the expectations that I had upon myself and that, you know, you kind of heard from uh, older musicians is that you had to go through the process of, of transcribing, you got to learn this, you had to learn these songs, you had to be prepared for this. Every master class that I went to was talking about the work that you had to put in to play this music and to play this language, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because that's, how I came up and so it, it was never about us sounding like just like the Blue Note period or the Columbia period from whatever you know a day right. it was I mean, all the ensembles were pretty much like all right we're gonna do the Art Blakey ensemble and we're gonna do you know the Lee Morgan ensemble. we're gonna have all these different themed ensembles when we talk about the 90s was that swing was still very much a dominant part of the culture of this music mm. and it was something that you had to identify with to be able to play it and to be competent at playing this music you had to swing and you had to have that kind of emotion and um and and that's not to say that um you know any kind of groove or any kind of r&b influence uh was was eschewed because it certainly was not that's proven with people like Roy Hargrove and, and the people that were still you know still been able to swing but you had this other component of an R&B kind of uh, or, or hip hop groove, which you know, when you think about it, is not new. When you think about Sidewinder in 1963, I mean, that was the the, the R&B of of that period. So right. that was all something that was you know, that was inside the music. Now, generation. When we talk about uh, generation, and we talk about what's happening now, is that uh, every generation just has a, a kind of a pull to it and 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 a direction that a lot of people want to go. And it just so happens that, you know, a lot of artists, and it's not just black artists, a lot of white artists that are following through are, are, are you know, kind of being more exploratory. And, and sometimes, you know, there's those that are going to it, the hip hop, you know, jazz type of thing, um, or, or the R&B type of thing, you know. So that does happen. And what it looks like is, and, and the ones that gain popularity only are, are you know a, a small percentage of what is actually happening on the full scene sure you know what I mean so I mean that that that's important to understand is that you know if everybody could have a record out which at this point is kind of yeah, everybody does have a record <laughs> whether it's on YouTube or whatever but the point is if you had the, the time of, of in your life to devote to, to checking out every cat on the scene, you would see that there's a whole uh, uh, bunch of disparate music that's happening. Um, some of it that is is closer to to you know bebop, hard bop. Some of it that's closer to hip hop, and and you'll find also that there's a lot of different uh, cultures, uh, uh, you know, racially that are that are dipping their their toes into different uh, 
you know, types of music. So I, I don't know that it's just the white folks that are doing it. It's just that, you know, sometimes you, you, you kind of keep your ear to the ground. A lot of, you know, Corey still lives in, in Vancouver, and he's very hip in that he's not just concerned with the Vancouver scene, but he knows a lot of the people that are on the New York scene. But, you know, there's also a young component of people that, you know, that he knows that uh, that are out here playing. And so, you know, you kind of go with what you know and what you, what you, 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 it, what you, you, know, you go with who you know and what you like to hear. Um, yeah. But that's, I don't, I, and I'm, I know I'm speaking for Corey and I let him speak, but I, I don't think that it's, it's him purposely picking, uh, and I'm not saying that you're saying that he's purposely right, right, right. picking, but I don't think that it's, 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 it's him saying, well, you know, these are the people that are, that are, that are doing it. And I don't see any black folks. It's just that, you know, you kind of, it, it, you travel in circles and you see what's out there, you know? And then you and you and you react to that. I mean, he probably might feel different if he spent like a year just like really living here and being at Smalls like every night. <laughs> yeah. I hear Which you loud like, and clear. And I don't even do that. I've been living here 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't have Jeremy said it perfectly. I, I, I don't you know, I don't have much to add to that. He's articulated it uh, perfectly. So. This has been a, a really exciting conversation. I think probably most of the times when somebody from a radio station calls y'all, it's to talk about a particular release or a, a, a gig. But I, I really wanted to shine a light on this because I think it's an important initiative. And I think the results are really inspiring and really beautiful musically, um, including um, the Freedom of Ideas record that we've also uh, been spinning a lot here at Jazz 88. Uh, you both took time out of your day to talk. And I just want to ask if there's anything I missed, anything you want to add before we wrap up this conversation. A lot more great music to come. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot more, you know, there's a lot more great music to come. And, and um, you know, this is this is about the, the, the response from me and the label to want to do this is, a, is celebratory in nature. I mean, I know that we started, you know, when we talked about the, the why it got started and the tragedy of George Floyd and the and the tragedy of so many other uh, things that have happened similar to to George Floyd is that this this whole thing is about celebrating black music it's a it's a celebratory thing and I'm I'm really happy with the way it's gone we've got records coming out from people that you'll be very familiar with and we've got records coming out from people that you've never heard of and who are going to be hearing a lot more from so it's it's, it's really exciting it's I'm 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 very proud of what we're doing well, I think you both should be, and we're really excited to uh, check out those new releases. Uh, Jimmy Pelt and Corey Weeds, thank you for your time today, and thank you for the music and the leadership you're providing in the jazz world. My pleasure.